San Francisco 49ers getting ready for the regular season finale. 49ers Rams. Who should play? Who should not play? It's a rest versus rust debate on today's Locked On 49ers. You are Locked On 49ers. Your daily San Francisco 49ers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to Lockdown 49ers. Brian Peacock and Eric Crocker with you as always, plus our very special Wednesday guest. I do want to thank everybody first for making us your first listen here on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Love all the everydayers out there. Make sure you are subscribed on YouTube and everywhere you get your podcast. Today's episode of Lockdown 49ers is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On for $20 off your first purchase and of course being a winky wednesday let's bring on today's guest i don't buy it we do ask that you dump your trash on the way out nicholas winkler the wrong come one. on that was good <laughs> wow can't mm-hmm. believe it mr nicholas winkler joining us on today's winky wednesday got my new soundboard going over here and i was on the uh, on the wrong page i was hitting the, the wrong buttons i gotta have the prices right to bring him out um wink how you doing man you feeling good that you can relax week 18 not worry about the outcome wins or losses for the 49ers who already locked up that one seed in the nfc yeah what a gift that was that the cardinals gave us right that was that was fantastic to watch you're already so excited from the niner win you're like all right took care of business here we go uh eagles are obviously gonna win this game wait wait hold on wait what's happening oh my goodness Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Oh, man, that was great. And, yeah, of course, this is going to be a fun weekend to just kind of sit back and and hope that hope that the guys play, right? They've already said most of the starters are going to get out there. They're going to play. But for how long, right? And are we just going to be holding our breath for the first half, for the first quarter? Like, I'm, I'm nervous. I'm not going to lie. I'm a little nervous. Yeah, and you can't go – you can't go half-assed out there either. You got to yeah. you got to be about it, and they got to work. And you know, you don't want to. Uh, you got to go through your normal week of prep because you're going to have a week off next week. So I, I do think there is some rust. And uh, there, uh, there was an article I saw that talked about the Chiefs and and talked about some teams that you know resting two weeks isn't necessarily a, a good thing. And you know, more than a week off can be bad in some cases. So you don't want the entire team to be off. And look, this isn't a preseason with 90 guys on your roster. You only have a certain amount of inactives. You have to have guys re- dressed and ready to play. Even if they're backing up the backups in some cases, so uh, I, I kind of want to go through some of this. The the latest that Kyle Shanahan talked about this. We'll get more information later in the week. But you know what's funny is even though the Forty ers don't have anything to play for, the Rams don't really have that much to play for either because it turns out they're locked into the playoffs as well. I think they can be six or seven seed, but they're in. Like they, they can lose and it doesn't really matter because they're already in. And uh, I guess they couldn't end up the seven seed instead of the six seed, but that's about it for the Los Angeles Rams, which is fascinating. So neither one of these teams really have that much to play for. Um, let's start with what Kyle Shanahan said, and then uh, Croc and Wink, I'm going to go through you guys, and, and, and I want you guys to tell me what you think. We know the, that uh, the Christian McCaffrey's got the calf thing. He's not going to play, and that's that's smart. We talked about it yesterday, mm-hmm. Croc, you know, about how McCaffrey's superpower has been that he hasn't, missed any time he'll miss one play at a time and come back onto the field it's been phenomenal how healthy he's been got to keep that going through the playoffs so Christian McCaffrey is going to sit and and be well rested for a couple of weeks with all the the touches he's had this year I think that's a smart way to do it Ambry Thomas 
had uh, surgery on his broken hand. Apparently, he entered the game against the commanders with an injury, and it wasn't enough to keep him out. But now that they have the opportunity for a couple weeks, he's going to have that minor surgery. Everything's minor these days. That wouldn't be minor for me. The calf strain wouldn't be minor, first of all. I'd be laying on my couch, wouldn't be doing anything. Uh, A broken (laughs) hand and surgery on that would not be minor, and it would keep me out longer than two weeks. But apparently, Ambry Thomas is going to be ready to go uh, when the when the playoff games are going. So, uh, and it would only be a one week injury anyway, according to Thomas in that one. Eric Armstead's had that foot thing and a knee injury, so he's going to be very well rested heading into the playoffs. And then, you know, there's some questionables going into the week, like Juwan Jennings still in concussion protocol. The fact that his concussion mm-hmm. protocol kept him out for two games that tells you how severe that one was. So that's a really interesting one. Um, Jalen Moore is in concussion protocol. Jair Brown had a knee injury that kept him out against Washington. Shanahan said he's not sure whether he has a chance or not to play. Most of these guys, if there's a question, they're not going to play. But I think the other guys are going to roll out there like it's a like it's a preseason game uh, it vibes and, and at least play a little bit, including Brock Purdy. Um, Brock Purdy and Trent Williams, the philosophy on rest there, Kyle Shanahan said, no one's set right now when asked about the rest for the veteran players. I would... And then if you don't put Trent Williams out there, you're not going to put the starting quarterback out there without him and the backup in, in potentially uh, Jalen Moore not playing either. So uh, there's no plan set quite yet. We'll find out later in the week from Shanahan on what that is. What do you guys think? Would you got, would you roll out uh, the Kittles and the Trent Williamses and the, and the Brock Purdy's in this week 18 game? We'll start with you, Crop. Uh, there's no way. I play any of those guys. I mean, we, we've seen with 49, especially when it comes to injuries. They have some bad injury luck. Guys just – things that just happen, and then all of a sudden you're missing one of your big guys. And we have seen some games, right? If you go back to that three-game losing streak, they were missing two pivotal guys, Trent Williams, Debo Samuel. And every time I think about those losses or if I talk about them, the one thing people bring up or the first thing people bring up, oh, there was no Debo. There were no Trent Trent, uh, Trent Williams. So if those guys are that pivotal to win-loss for me, I want to keep them as healthy as possible. There is no way I play those guys week 18. Yeah, and you're talking about Brock Purdy, too, who's had some stingers over the last three weeks, right? He had them kind of back-to-back weeks there. And every time he gets hit, you kind of hold your breath because, you know, he the offense runs through him. He, he could very easily still win MVP of the, of the league. I mean, this is a stud out there. and You don't want anything to happen to anybody. Kittle took a huge hit in that commander's game as well. That was really scary over the middle and bent backwards. And that I didn't like seeing that. So if it's up to me, I I say go rest because I've said it time and time again, like what's going to hurt this team. What's going to cause this team to lose is is injuries. And so you just don't want to risk it. I'd rather risk taking an extra week off and being a little bit slow and stale when you come out, you know, in that first round or second round of the playoffs, than than to not have a guy available at all. I totally agree with you. Uh, I, I agree fully. Anybody who's mostly banged up that's an important player uh, that could use the rest, absolutely. And, and Trent Williams is just one of those guys. So yeah. I would probably not play Trent. And if you're not playing Trent, I'd probably not play Brock Purdy either. Uh, Debo's been banged up a lot. George Kittle's been banged up a lot. Might sit both of those guys too. And then you start getting, you know, basically got all your backups in at that point anyway. So um, that's kind of the way I would play it. I I feel like Kyle Shanahan's hinting that he's not going to play it that way. If that was already the plan, I think he'd probably talk about it. Uh, An interesting one is Danny Gray. We still haven't seen him this year. And Shanahan said he was good to go a while back, but they just barely opened his practice window. He was at practice last week. He still has a 21-day practice window, but he didn't play last week. 
And Shanahan said he'll see how it, we'll see how it goes with Danny Gray. And so, you know, basically they don't value him on the roster. Maybe there's going to be so many guys out that they they do finally bring him back this week. But again, you know, when you when you bring somebody back from injured reserve, then you have to make another corresponding roster move. So they have to figure out how they're going to field a team here if they're going to sit a whole bunch of guys. And uh, I, I, it would be ideal for the for the starters, you know, Williams, Brock, um, Debo, for, to come out and like play a half play a quarter just to go through the week and and you know be prepared and go through that and come out with no injuries that would be ideal but i think the rest versus rust i would lean toward rest it sounds like you guys would re- lean toward rest uh kyle shanahan i think is probably more worried about rust that's just the way i feel like he's probably thinking about this but we'll we'll see how things end up going here one reason one reason next guys uh that brock purdy should go out there he needs two more passing yards and it's not a he shouldn't go out there for these two passing yards, by the way. But I find it very interesting because Croc and I yesterday we were talking about, you know, historically where the forty, where where Christian McCaffrey and Brock Purdy. If you didn't hear Tuesday's episode, you got to check it out. It was, it was a fun one. We were talking about the best seasons for running backs and quarterbacks in 49ers history, and and where Brock Purdy and Christian McCaffrey rank amongst the best seasons ever. And uh, we had the question, and so I went and looked after the episode. How many teams Brock Purdy's Passing yard is right now of uh, 4,280 yards. Most ever in 49ers franchise history. How many franchises would that be the most passing yards in their franchise's history? And um, I'm going to let you guys think about it for a second. Don't cheat. How many teams do you think the 4,280 yards, if Brock Purdy doesn't play in week 18, how many franchises would that be the most passing yards in their franchise's history? We'll get into that next. And uh hospital balls is a conversation i'll talk about oh yeah and how about one receiver who would like to be a member of the san francisco 49ers maybe that could happen Mm -hmm. uh, someday and uh, we'll get to all those things next today's episode of lockdown 49ers is brought to you by game time when you download the game time app you get 20 dollars off with our promo code more on that in a second because game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all of the sporting events nfl games major league baseball games nba games nhl All the sporting events, all the concerts, music, comedy, theater events near you, killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seat, and Game Time's best price guarantee. Game Time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets, and tickets shouldn't be a hassle. It shouldn't be a hassle to buy tickets. It should be exciting. Getting ready for an event, and that's where Game Time comes in because you don't have the hassle of seeing those hidden fees pop up when you're trying to check out when you think you have one price for a ticket and it turns out that's a whole different price. So all in prices show your total upfront. So, you know, you're getting a great deal before you check out, you see the view from your seat before you buy. So, you know exactly what to expect when you arrive, you buy the tickets in just a couple taps. They're right there on the game time app. So you don't have to go fishing through your email to find those tickets when the event does come and just some really killer deals on last minute seats. You can buy tickets up to the start of the event. And in some cases, even an hour after the event starts, it's the place to find last-minute seats. So take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code Locked On for twenty dollars off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All right, what's your guess, guys? How many franchises would forty-two hundred and eighty yards be the the most passing yards in a single season in that in the in those thirty-two franchises' histories? I've got to guess and say it would be the most for 
15 franchises. So oh. I'd say there's well, uh, my math, okay. 19 other teams. Am I doing it? Is my math right? No, that's right. I was going to say five. I think there's five. Wink's going low. Wink's going low with five. Croc's going 15. So about a little, little less than half the league for you, Croc. Yeah. Okay. And I say that because I read something that Jeff Garcia's record was like 132nd of all time, which is not high at all. Yeah. And so 4,200 and whatever Garcia's was, 78, 42, 78. And now Brock Purdy beat him by a couple of yards, right? Uh, it's I, I went through the top 100. It's not in the top 100 all-time passing yardage seasons. And uh, the top 50 is like 4,600, you know? So they're, 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 that, that total is a ways off, so which, is, which is crazy with Hall of Fame quarterbacks in the 49ers history. It's never been, the 49ers have never been a high-volume passing team. It's been a, uh, a balanced offense. Bill Walsh's offense, the West Coast offense, is more balanced than you think, and it's efficient, right? But it's not drop back, you're chucking the ball down the field. It's not Warren Moon. It's not Dan Marino. And that, those are some of the totals. So I was going through the franchise like, okay, 5,000 here, 4,800 here, 4,700. 5,200 yards here. Like there's some big totals out there that have been put up over the last, you know, 20 years. And for some of these, you go to the New York Jets. They're one of them. Their high mark is still 1967. Joe Namath. He was like one of the first to go 4,000 yards. So that's translating into 5,000 yards back when he did it in 1967. So there's actually four teams. You guys are both too high. Four teams. Would that be the most passing yards in franchise history? The Bears, the Browns, the Jets, and the Eagles, Carson Wentz hmm. had a 4,000 yard season, but it was 4,200, so it wasn't quite where where we're at. Um, the Bears, obviously, they've had some of the worst quarterbacking for as you know for how storied that franchise is. The quarterbacks and passing games has not been what that franchise has been known for. The Browns have just been inept at quarterback uh, pretty much the entire time. The 49ers have Hall of Fame quarterbacks, uh, and that's what we're talking about. Only those four teams. But I bring up the two yards for one reason. Last year, Geno Smith. You know, Smith, 4,282 uh, yards, which was more than any of the totals that Russell Wilson put up. Russell Wilson put up a couple of 4,200-yard seasons. Uh, he, I think he had four total 4,000-yard seasons, but never more than 4,282, which was Geno Smith's total last year. And so uh, if, if Brock Purdy throws for two more passing yards and plays in week eight, then he'll pass Geno Smith, and then there'll be five teams that his total would be uh, the, the leading the leading uh, passing yards single season record holder. Yeah, I was guessing for next week. I thought that's what we were doing. Oh, okay, there you go. So yeah. I was right. <laughs> I think that the amount of passing yards that he's thrown for, it was kind of really like made a big deal. Like, oh man, all time in 49ers history. And people are like, heck yeah, that's MVP. And I'm thinking, I think people kind of do that regularly. It just hasn't been yeah. something <laughs> regularly for the 49ers. So uh, when yeah. Peacock and I initially brought that, conversation up or that topic up you know we wondered how many how many teams would that lead and i was way too high on how many wow. teams that would be a, a leading mark for but i do know with how today's day and age is played in, in the game and it being a wide open passing game i i figured that it wouldn't be like the majority of the league right and and you get a go ahead go ahead Wayne. Oh, I was just going to say, you know, I, I started going over the teams when you asked that and we went to break. I was like, okay, oh, the Titans for sure. I'm like, oh, no, wait, they were the Oilers. Okay, Warren, you know, you start going over the teams. And yeah, I couldn't think of a Bears one. That That's one I had. And then I was like, I, 
maybe that's I was gonna guess two at first, but yeah, it just you look at the records and, and if you actually look, it's gonna be a lot of like Drew Brees, a lot of Dan Marino, a lot of you know Tom Brady's, right? A lot of Patrick Mahomes, and, and they're gonna have multiple ahead of these guys, ahead of, ahead of our guys. And you look back to, at 49ers, right? It's been the West Coast offense a lot of the time. And a lot of that's run first, right? It's like you got your Frank Gores, and before that, you know, you had your Garrison Hurst, and before that, you had your Ricky Waters. And so it's always been, like, based around run first, and then we'll see what happens. Even back passes. to the days – and short passes, exactly. Exactly. Back to the Roger Craig days, you know, from Joe Montana. And and Brock Purdy's been pretty aggressive, but and just the volume has not been there. That's what's amazing about what Brock Purdy's doing statistically is because he's only thrown the ball 460 times or whatever it is, you know, 444 times or something this year, which is you know a low total. It's the 16th most. He's got the most passing yards in 49ers history. He's only thrown the 16th most passes in a season, and so that would be even further down the list of passing attempts because all those guys we're talking about were throwing it 500 times that, that led their franchises in in passing yards and some of them you know a crazy number tom brady for the bucks a couple of years ago threw it 700 times that's wild it's two seasons for brock Brady, you know practically so <laughs> um but it, it it led me to another idea and and Croc, you mentioned it yesterday when we were talking about this, and, and you mentioned it earlier today, Wink, is the, the hospital balls that get thrown. And it's not just Brock Purdy to George Kittle last week. It's the, the We're in the day and age of, of the hospital ball offense. You couldn't throw those passes in, in, in past eras. And now it's like you go watch any team any week in the NFL. Oh, look at this crossing route right over towards the linebackers. But the linebackers can't light them up. That yep. strong safety coming downhill cannot take your head off or there's going to be a flag. And um, it's making the middle of the field so much more wide open in the passing game than it ever was before. And even the West Coast offense, it was, you got it out quick. You got it out when Jerry Rice was making his break in the slant. You didn't wait to throw it over the middle of the field mm-hmm. when you're getting to the linebackers. You need to get to him first so he can make a move and get away from those guys and, and turn up field. And, you know, that's still the idea a lot. But you, you, especially the Niners, you look at Kyle Shanahan's offense, all the dig routes he's throwing that are crossing over the middle of the field. Like, there's a lot of that stuff that was no-nos. And, and uh, you see, it's not just Kyle Shanahan's offense. It's around the league. This The, the yeah. current era of offenses is the hospital ball offense and guys would be guys would be laid out in past eras if if they threw as many of those types of passes then as they do now so i think it does make the passing game a little bit easier and, and it's it's part of how wide open things are now for for the passing games in the nfl which is why so many teams lean towards passing which is why we've seen you know all these five thousand yard passers over the course of the last 10 15 years I have been one of the guys who definitely complain about the way that the NFL game today is officiated. And a lot of times when it happened a couple of weeks ago with Michael Pittman Jr., where he's he's laying out for this ball, the DB hits him. All of a sudden, the DB not only gets ejected from that game, he was suspended for the rest of the year. And I'm like, when are people going to start holding quarterbacks accountable? Yep. Tom Brady has come out and there's a lot of people, oh man, rules were changed for Tom Brady. Yeah, rules to try to keep him healthier because you don't want to, you don't want, um, I can't speak for everyone. I hate watching football games where the starting quarterback is not playing. So yep. they put a rule in where hey, you can't go low and, and try to take a guy's ACL out in the pocket when he's kind of standing there throw the ball, understandable. But these receivers going over the middle, throwing passes, and they get teed off on. Why, why not throw a flag on the quarterback? 
Why, why do you make it to where it's already an impossible game to defend? And again, I know I, I know I always defend the defense, but it's almost virtually impossible to defend. Can't touch a guy. They already took away or they added illegal contact. The illegal, illegal contact is only in the NFL game. That is not in college. That is not in high school. It's, and that was not in the NFL in the 90s in the in the game that we're talking about. We're, so now they've taken that away. If you slightly touch a guy, they're throwing the flag. They, they're throwing these penalties. They're flagging you for everything. And now you are also responsible for keeping the offensive players healthy that's going out for a pass and the quarterback throws the ball, leading him into contact. I think it's yeah. kind of ridiculous. And they didn't reward it for those guys in the 90s. And those quarterbacks played the game a certain way. And that's what Tom Brady has speak, uh, been speaking out to. But quarterbacks aren't going to shy away from making those throws and getting their receivers light, lit up because they actually get rewarded for it, which to me is ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, if you grew up, you're of a certain age. That was what it was all about, the over-the-middle, oh, hits, right? The, the Ronnie Lots growing up, you know? like Ronnie Lots' entire persona yeah. like his entire career can't Fling even the whole body at someone like a missile you know and it's just you can't do that that is right to like take guys heads off but why are you making it something that the defense it's like if you're uh, this is going to be a bad example but i'm just it's first thing that popped in my head if your kid runs into a street after a ball or or just runs into a street right you, right. you got a, a car even if they're driving slow all of a sudden your kid comes hopefully they slam on the brakes brakes and don't get your right. child but Maybe they didn't see your kid. It was too last minute and they could react. Boom. It's like, oh man, like it's 100% the car's fault that right. your kid just ran in the middle of the street. I don't know. I, I think in that, like, in that instance, like if the parent was with them, I think the parent would be fully responsible. Like the quarterback should be responsible in your, uh, in your new, your new penalty. You, you throw a hospital ball and your guy gets lit, lit up. So find him. It's like basketball, right? In basketball, you shoot a three pointer and you kick your foot out. What do they call it? Offensive foul. Now, right? What do they call it? They're 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 finding guys for flopping. All right. So now you guys want to do this ridiculous stuff? All right, we're gonna we're gonna start hitting your pockets a little bit. Hit the quarterback's pockets, and we'll see if they start cleaning up (laughs) some of these throws that they're throwing with no consequences. I like that. Flag the quarterback for throwing the hostile balls for your uh, with your with your um, your your scenario. Might have been a bad example, but you guys get my point. No, no, no. But it's almost like you're teaching your kids to run into the street. It's not even like you're trying to avoid it. You're like, hey, you know what? Let's stop looking both ways before we cross the street. That's where that's the era of football. Because the right? penalty be on them. It'll be fine. So get us those, um, get us those extra yeah. yards. <laughs> All right. Next, there's a certain player out there that wants to be a San Francisco 49er, and it speaks to uh, the organization right now for the 49ers. Of course, we got Wink's Wish Watch coming up next. Today's episode of Locked On 49ers is brought to you by. FanDuel, America's number one sports book. The NFL regular season is wrapping up, but there's still time to get in on the action with FanDuel. And of course, NFL playoffs, college football playoffs, and draft props, which are always a whole lot of fun for me. And probably some of the the easiest money I've made is those draft props on FanDuel. And right now, new customers get 150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $150 to bet with. Bonus bets For free, win or lose on that first $5 bet for new customers at FanDuel. The app is super easy to use. Love the website interface. And there are so many different ways to bet, like live same-game parlays, 
Find bets in the new Explore tab. Make a parlay in the Parlay Hub. I love me some parlays on FanDuel. The best way to find a popular parlays is that Parlay Hub, and you can build your own at FanDuel. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and make your first bet a layup and earn that 150 in bonus bets at FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. So how good is the 49ers organization? Well, it's the type of organization that players on other teams would like to play in. They Other players want to be 49ers, guys. Did you hear the quote from Terry McLaurin after the 49ers game at Washington? He said, quote, you know, they've got a great staff over there. They've got great players. You can tell they love playing together. Hopefully I can be part of something like that. So uh, Terry McLaurin, uh, he'd be real nice in the 49ers offense. Uh, come on over. Uh, he's got a, he's, he's a couple of years into a new contract there. Who knows? Maybe if, if 49ers aren't be, aren't able to re up Brandon, Ayuk, maybe they can, uh, maybe they can bring Terry McLaurin over. But uh, I saw that quote and it was funny. Cause it was basically like, man, this sucks over here. I wish I could play for that team. And I think a lot of players probably feel like that. And it's, it's really cool to be able to cover an organization that is thought of that way. The 49ers are at the, the pinnacle of the league right now. Players want to play in it. Uh, they're stealing coaches away from the organization, and they're one of the best teams in the NFL with a bye and home field advantage throughout the playoffs. The 49ers, the San Francisco 49ers are in a great spot right now. We just talked about historical seasons from both a running back and a quarterback during the same season. So 49ers fans, there might be a lot of weird stuff and a lot of noise about your favorite football team, and you get wrapped up and you start arguing with people about stupid stuff. Sit back and relax and take it all in and realize how good of a spot you have it, how good of a spot the San Francisco 49ers are in right now going into the playoffs here in early January 2024. I think if you're a, a 49er fan, you've been there for at least a decade or so, you know how good you've got it because you went through the Bruce Miller days, right? And the Alden Smith and the Reuben Fosters, you know? And 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 you've been through the like, oh God, not again. It's a it's a Niner. Like anytime there'd be like a some sort of, problem or suspension in the league you're like it's gonna be a 49er isn't it when's the last time there was an arrest it used to happen every week it felt like all the time and so this is it's been yeah it's been a great you know five years or so for the 49ers so far so they i think if you're a real 49er fan you didn't just jump on back in 2019 i think you know what's going on when you see like a winning organization especially when you've been a part of a losing one it is a drastic difference and i've been on Mm -hmm. both sides the spectrum when it comes to playing on winning or losing teams, the winning teams, the way they move and not just winning teams, because you can be a winning team in new England and people kind of just hate being a part of that organization, but Hey, you win and you learn how to be a champion. But then when you're winning and you have the environment that the 49ers have, I think that part might be a little rare where like, wow, Hmm. everybody gets along. Great. Everybody in the locker room, they love each other. You don't see yeah. guys beating up each other. I mean, you know, we go back a few years, you see Colin Kaepernick, Allen Smith, they're fighting over a girl and all that type of stuff. You don't see that type of stuff going on. Matter of fact, I see Debo Samuel walking into the stadium with a puffer vest so on cool. saying MVP Brock Purdy in this in this. And then I come to find out, do you guys know who made that? No. No idea. Christian, Christian Juszczyk, Kyle Juszczyk's wife. First of all, she's an amazing fashion designer. I, I think I spent yes. 30 minutes. I, I'm, I'm into fashion, but I'm not very fashion forward. I just like to look at this stuff and kind of admire it. I'm just not confident enough to go out on the limb and do those things. But check out her Instagram page because you can spend 30 minutes just scrolling through different designs, different things she wears. But she made that thing from scratch. 
uh, and she actually made it from a jersey. Is if is mm. it started off as a jersey, and then she like cuts it and does these things and sews it and stuffs it and all kind of crazy stuff. But that, that's how much this team loves each other. You know, you got you got everybody chipping in. So why would you, if you're on a part of a losing team, losing organization, your your owner has to sell the team. You have to change a team name because it's too offensive. You know, why would you not look across the 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 field and look at the 49ers like, wow, they just look really happy. <laughs> Everybody looks excited. <laughs> I want to be a part of that too. Yeah, you see the Steelers wide receivers not blocking for the running backs. The the right. The the 49ers running backs, Christian McCaffrey's probably stoked. He's got uh, guys on the outside that are practically tight ends and offensive linemen blocking block for him so hard out there at wide receiver. It's it's phenomenal. Absolutely. Well, you know, you look at a team like the 49ers, too, if you are like on, say, the Commanders. You look over, you're like, wow, that offense, amazing. Defense, maybe even better. Special teams, they got a guy like Mitch Wisnowski, who <laughs> once again, two punts. Two inside the 20, just doing his thing week in and week out. It's and Jake Moody, too. Let's not overlook what Moody's doing. He, he's making everything. I mean, it's 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 top to bottom right now Moody. on this 49ers squad. It's great. Money Moody. By the way, did you see the 49ers, the TV that's in the in the locker room in Washington that they were that they were watching the game on? They were watching the Eagles cards game on. It's like, dude, I used to play in 64 on that TV. Come on, dude. Like that, that's the type of organization Terry McLaurin's playing for. Come on over to the Bay, Terry. It reminded me of that office episode where Michael's standing up watching his flat screen TV that Jan bought him that's like this yeah. tall in the corner of the room. The one that had the the speakers built in on the side. Yep. My, All right, my, fantastic my, stuff. Wink, uh, thanks for joining us here, as always, on another very successful Winky Wednesday. My pleasure, gentlemen. And uh, thanks to all the listeners out there, all the everydayers. Thanks for making us your first listen on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And don't forget to check out Locked On's first ever launching of a 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with local experts like Croc and myself. And, of course, Locked On's national shows. You can find Peacock and Williamson, among many others, in there covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first-ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. You can find it on your smart TVs as well, not your little tube televisions. Probably can't get it in the Washington uh, commander's locker room but if you got a smart tv amazon uh, fire tv i believe it's called it's already on there and it's going to be coming to others as well check it out locked on sports today croc and i back tomorrow locked on 49ers